5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Well, COVID isolation rules will be discussed at tomorrow's meeting of National Cabinet. There are states, including New South Wales, pushing to reduce isolation from seven days to five. The uh, Health Services Union wants isolation scrapped altogether. Now, I just wonder, will the mandatory isolation period seven days turn to five have any effect on infection numbers or should it stay will it matter if we if we drop it or if indeed we scrap it let's start with uh, that point and professor adrian estimate from UniSA joins me on the line evening professor how are you yeah good evening matthew i'm fine and covid free at the moment <laughs> very good have you had it by the way not at all. Oh, no. Very, very sensible. Stay that way. <laughs> now, um, mandatory isolation periods, that is the, the talk of the town tonight. Would it make a difference if we reduced to five days or even scrapped ISO at all? Look, put it this way. Um, on day one after you've been diagnosed, you're infectious. So at day one, 100% of people are infectious. Mm. At day five, 50% are infectious. At day seven, 25%. And at day 10, just about no one is infectious. Right. So if we moved it from seven days to five days and did nothing else, you're getting 50% of people infectious wandering around in the community. Is that really a good idea? Probably not. But I, I just wonder today, as opposed to where we were six months ago, one year ago, whether people have become more complacent um, to support that argument. I mean, you look at a bus or train over the last couple of months, fewer and fewer people wearing masks. I I just think we've become, uh, to to quote a former prime minister, a little too relaxed and comfortable, maybe. Yes, I think we have a bit, a bit. But, you know, there are ways of reducing the isolation period safely. So the uh, European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control I've got a system not based on days, but on based on testing. So basically, as soon as you, your symptoms um, are over, you test yourself with a rapid antigen test. If it's negative, you test yourself 24 hours later. And if both are negative, then you come out of isolation. That could be on day three, day five, mm. day seven. doesn't really matter. Yeah. All right. So, so your advice, obviously, to National Cabinet would be leave it alone. I would prefer them to leave it alone, but if they are going to reduce it down to five days and do it safely, then they should introduce testing as well. Right. And and obviously mask wearing stays as uh, a minimum. Yes, absolutely. So so it can be done safely is the answer. Mm. And the Europeans are doing it safely. Um, so it really depends on what they decide. Yeah, so, so testing still needs to be a, a key part of that. But um, we've we've scaled down PCRs, for instance, to essentially uh, what is it eight eight thirty or nine a.m. till around ten p.m. Give or take. That's uh, the one in the parklands in the city. I'm not sure if the uh, the suburban uh, sites are still operating. Perhaps they are during the day as well. But uh, it's it's not as accessible, not as available as it was. Uh, should it be returned to twenty four seven? Do you think? I don't know about 24-7, but I certainly think it should be more available than mm. it is. Um, in, in, the, in the European um, regulations, that's the European Centre for Disease Controls regulations, they actually say you can either do two rapid antigen tests 24 hours apart or do one PCR test. Right. And if that's negative, then you're free to come out of isolation. Yeah. What's your view on, on the rat tests? Are they effective? Are they, are they up to speed with the latest variants? 
Uh, look, the, there's a, just a scientific paper out just in the last couple of days which actually shows that they work quite well against the latest variants. Okay. So, so, so yes, but they are not all that accurate, full stop. But their accuracy doesn't change depending on the variant, though. Okay. Uh, in terms of uh, a campaign for a fourth vaccine, um, the uh, the government toying with this idea uh, earlier in the week, saying this this might be the, the the next thing. Should we 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 obviously need to keep those up to date? No doubt. What once every three, four, five months or so? Yeah, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, the TGA, have just approved the um, new Moderna bivalent vaccine. So that's got two strains in it. It's got the regional Wuhan strain and the Omicron, original Omicron strain BA.1. So that should be available in the next couple of months. And I would imagine that that's what will be used for the next booster shots. Yeah. Uh, there was also talk earlier in the week about uh, uh, masks on public transport. Now, that wasn't matched in with reducing quarantine times for uh, for COVID. So if it stays at seven days, do you, is it time to drop mask mandates in some of these areas, uh, health, precincts, public transport? Look, the answer is no. Um, Certainly uh, on aeroplanes, they are actually quite safe because the uh, air goes through what we call a HEPA filter, Mm. which traps any virus particles. So the air you breathe on an aeroplane is actually very clean. But if you go on a tram or on a bus, you mean it's like a soup of virus particles. So, I mean, yeah, go on without a mask, but you really are taking a big risk. Yeah, OK. Um, evidence from overseas, as you say, showing there's a case for, for mandatory isolation to be dumped with um, uh, overseas countries, uh, particularly in Europe, as you mentioned, uh, managing it well. Uh, do you reckon they, they might go that far tomorrow? Is that a possibility that they'll say, well, forget the five days, we'll just take the HSU suggestion and, and scrap it all together? I'm actually astonished at the HSU suggestion. I mean, this is what they've done in the UK. So in the UK, you don't have to isolate if you're infectious. You don't have to report it if you're infectious. And the UK uh, health system, National Health Service, is is really just about falling down. Mm. Uh, Heaven forbid you should need a knee replacement. You've got two to three-year wait. Oh, really? You see a GP, you've got a several-week wait. It's, It's just got to such a stage now that they simply can't manage all right. So, best advice then, if you were if you were advising national cabinet, leave things as they are. Seven days, the mask mandates as they stand. Just keep it going, essentially forever in a day until, well, if one day we we vanquish COVID entirely, maybe. No, as I said, I'd be quite happy for them to reduce it down to five days or, or to go the European route, not base it on any number of days, but base it on two negative tests. Mm. So, so, as I said, it can be done safely, but you can't just say it's five days. You say it's five days. Plus, you must do a yeah. couple of tests. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that would make sense, and I think that would probably be a, a very, very good compromise in, in where we're at at the moment. But I suppose we'll have to wait and see tomorrow, okay. Professor. Yeah, look, most most people, if they explain very clearly why it's important they do this, then most mm. people will comply. The trouble is that we don't really have good messaging from the government. That's always been a problem, hasn't it, really, from day one? I mean, ever since the, that COVID app came out and we, we saw that was a dud, messaging seems to have fallen into a hole. This is why face mask mandates haven't been working. Yeah. Simply saying to people wear a face mask isn't good enough. You have to explain why they need to wear one. And then you, you need to explain what type to wear and how to wear it. I mean, you see thousands of people wearing them under their nose, which is a simple waste mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. 
TV ad on that would indeed a TV ad on that would be very helpful. Um, one of the reasons the calls are for reducing the COVID ISO period is because of shortages at workplaces, and uh, New South Wales, I think, particularly feeling that in in policing, education, and a whole range of uh, different sectors there. Although we're no different here, really, at the end of the day. Although numbers now are pretty low with uh, active cases, etc. But uh, your your call there of um, that management system, the two tests. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. That would probably be a a good solution to all of that in, in getting people back to work and, and making sure everyone was safe. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if 50% of people are infectious on day five, it means that 50% aren't. Mm. And, and so it's quite safe for them to go out and back to work. The trouble with saying, oh, it's just going to be five days, is you've got 50% of people are still infectious. So if it's, uh, you know, if it's a, uh, a fiery or someone, okay, um, they, they go to work, they're infectious. What do they do? They infect other fires. And, and you, you know, the whole thing goes in a cycle again. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not really sort of saving, you know, um, uh, people, people at work. I mean, because, because it's just infecting more people. Yeah, yeah. Adrian, really appreciate your time this evening. Thank you. Not a problem, Matthew. Adrian Estiman, Professor Adrian Estiman from uh, UniSA, with the uh, National Cabinet to meet tomorrow to discuss, amongst other things, isolation periods. It's certainly on the table. New South Wales leading that push, reducing the uh, the numbers number of days from seven to five, and the uh, the Health Services Union looking to scrap it entirely. That's what they're calling for: no isolation. I, I like the professor's. Uh, idea of a couple of COVID tests at the end of that period and uh, and off we go. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, you get a couple of negative rats or one PCR and uh, and everything's good. Back to work. And hopefully that uh, doesn't cause too many delays and too many shortages, all the rest. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.